0: Hello, and welcome to the Agri-Food Safety Produce Bites podcast, where we discuss all things produce safety and dive into the rules and regulations surrounding the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. My name is Elizabeth Visser. I am the farm manager at the Blandford Nature Center, and I've been working there, oh gosh, this is going on year seven for me, but managing it for five
1: And this is Jordan DeVries. I'm the Produce Safety Technician for the Nuego Conservation District and I've been doing this job for now four years. So to start us off, Liz, we first want to know what is Blandford Farm and what inspires you to work there?
0: Well, the Blandford Farm is one part of a larger nonprofit organization called the Blandford Nature Center, So there's also other focuses for the Nature Center, so they do educational programming that work with both community members for fun experiences out in nature, as well as more structured programs for schools. And then um, there's summer camps and conservation work, and then there's also the farm. So it's two and a half acres, and we grow a bunch of annual vegetables for a 100 approximately, give or take a few uh, member CSA, and we also sell produce at the Fulton Street Farmer's Market. We also do um, seedling sales in the spring and um, try to have a focus on education. The mission of Blandford is to empower people to connect to the natural world around them. And so the farm is kind of taking like a agricultural or food lens on that mission. So there's a lot of really exciting things that can happen as part of that. And um, there's so many things that inspire me to work there. Just suffice it to say, it's very meaningful work to me. And there's always something new to learn, so it keeps it interesting. So I'm engaged in multiple levels through the work that I do there.
1: Great. So, Liz, tell us about your food safety efforts at Blandford Farm.
0: So, the food safety efforts started when I took a food safety training to go through FSMA. It was like an all day training, but it went through like a binder that was like three inches thick, making sure that farmers participating in the workshop understood the ramifications of the legislation and how that would impact farms at different scales and um, since then we've really focused on internal communication about cleaning procedures and making sure everybody is aware um, we spent well me and one of my co-workers spent a whole winter coming up with our own food safety plan and in between other things of course but Um, making sure that our policies and procedures were in alignment with the standards set by FISMA, um, which I guess for people who, I guess I'm assuming everybody knows what that means, but it's the Food Safety Modernization Act. So um, that has kind of trickled into my whole management of the farm, everything from like how and where I'm sourcing amendments, when I'm applying them, how I'm communicating with my crew about applying them to cleaning spaces before we utilize them for like, like our food prep area and making sure that everybody's on page, like on the same page about our hand washing procedures and mitigating risk out in the field as far as contamination and not allowing food or glass bottles into the field. So it kind of permeates most of our decision making when it comes to how we're allocating tasks and training.
1: So we went through a risk assessment to identify produce safety risks out in the growing environment. Are there any that you think your customers perceive that are different than what is actually out there on the farm?
0: Well, uh, when I'm at the farmer's market and when customers have questions about the produce, it's more related to if it was sprayed with herbicides and pesticides as opposed to the cleanliness of our habits (laughs) on the farm, I guess, or like I said, our holding temperatures or our policies for compost application. That's not as much on folks' radar as much as, for example, are these genetically modified seeds that you're using. So although I will say whenever there's like an E. coli outbreak, like a couple of years ago, there was like a pretty bad one on romaine. I had a lot of questions about E. coli and lettuce. (laughs) But um, other than that, unless there's like a high profile E. coli outbreak, I don't really get any questions about it.
1: So after putting together your food safety plan that you mentioned, did you get better at communicating um, those uh, risks or lack thereof to your customers um, with having it being written down?
0: Honestly, it changed how I communicate internally with my crew more so than it changed how I communicate with my customers. So within internally within my crew, we're a lot more intentional about checking up with each other and making sure that we're on track to follow all of the procedures. They all have very specific trainings they go through every year, regardless of if they've been a crew member before or not. And so we are asking more targeted questions about contamination in the field, for example.
1: So you mentioned earlier about communicating to customers when there's a potential outbreak in retail and in restaurants. Um, being able to talk about going through the Michigan on-farm produce safety program and having a a logo that you can use, um, help you better comfort your customers. They're asking questions and and wondering what they can do to protect themselves and their families.
0: Absolutely. I feel the same way about like, for example, the Blandford farm is certified naturally grown and also MEEP certified. So when I get questions about those kinds of things as well. It's helpful to show that I've been verified by a third party as far as sustainable growing practices concerning the watershed, as well as um, looking to sustainable sources for seeds and soil and things like that. So I feel like having the certification of the um, farm produce safety and having that logo to be able to add on to our marketing will go a long way to showing that we're doing our due diligence and staying accountable for uh, practices on the farm. Links to anything referenced in this episode are provided in our show notes, which can be accessed on the website at canr.msu.edu slash safety. Thank you to everyone for listening, and don't forget to tune in next month for another episode of our Produce Bites podcast.